I'm Jeremy Greer. And I'm Gary Butterfield. And this is Days of Future Cast, the podcast where Gary and I talk about X-Men comic books. That's what we've been doing lately. We're fresh off of about of uh, kind of cruising through the X-Men universe with number one issues. And now we're going to do a little mini arc that's just going to take place over the next couple of weeks for you. Uh, Gary, how you doing today, man? You know what? I'm I'm uh, I've been better, but I'm okay. Okay. You know, good to know. Nothing, to know. Uh, nothing gestating in my guts. I um, so. I've been off podcast lately, uh, except for one specific podcast. Um, and when that podcast ended this week, an abject suffering came on, and it was from like November or something. I don't know how it was in my queue or whatever. Um, and it just came on. So of course I was listening to it because you know you and Cole and you and Cole are very funny people. Um, and after you got finished yeah. talking about the dumb game, uh, it, I guess this was around the time that you got sick, that you almost had hypothermia. Um, yeah, I did. I got hypothermia. And I thought it was extremely funny if you'll allow me to roast Cole Ross a little bit, because he's like, Gary, there's just no way you could get hypothermia in a house at 70 degrees. <laughs> and it was, and you were like, no, dude, I, my temperature dropped. I was yeah. measuring my temperature and my temperature dropped. And he's like, I just yeah. don't understand it. <laughs> like, well, I, I did. I did make the mistake of hooking up my thermometer to his Alexa. Uh, okay. So I, I paired those last time I was at Cole's house. So he gets the readouts of it. But jokes on him. I use it as a rectal. Ooh. So <laughs> take that. It's more like the joke is on Alexa. Yeah, the, yeah, take that, Alexa. How's that taste? I yeah, that's gross. Sorry. Uh, yeah, no, it was it was very funny for him to be like, no way. Medical definition, like I didn't feel good and I was cold and I was at the de- definition of it, so I wasn't like my organs were shutting down. Yeah, you know, but. But I mean, I'm usually Cole is there, like, man. oh my God, are you okay? <laughs> like I was just, yeah, the idea that he would just yeah. be like, nah, that's not right. <laughs> it was really funny to yeah. me. Well, to be fair, I've conditioned him not to trust me. That's also true. Like I lie a lot. Yeah. Um, how are you doing? I'm doing well. Um, it's raining again here, which sucks, but uh, otherwise things are going okay. Like just chilling. I bought a video game thinking it was going to come out today. And guess what? It comes out next Friday. That's a bummer. <laughs> that's a bummer yeah. what'd you get uh returnal oh yeah a- great yeah that looks cool aka the uh the second ps5 exclusive that they've released for that system. <laughs> can, can you imagine playing a game on the ps5 oh man uh, it's gonna be incredible all i play is ps4 games and it would not play video games nowadays which is not often so yeah yeah uh we're talking about uh the brood saga the brood saga why 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 are we doing this gary because uh you suggested it and i was like you know what i think that sounds super fun um and and now we're here so what was your what was your reason for kind of picking this because we were going through a lot of different things and suggestions from people and ideas and all that well the deadline was coming up (laughs) <laughs> and I threw, uh, <laughs> threw, threw threw in the old Google, like, you know, best X-Men stories of all time, just to see what was on offer. And it was all stuff I'd read. Uh, but then the brood saga showed up as very highly ranked. And I realized like, Oh, I've never actually read that, you know, cause I never read the whole uh, Claremont run. Okay. And I've read a bunch of his seventies uh, and eighties stuff, you know, the, the uh, Inferno and your dark Phoenixes and such but I've never read the brood saga. So I was like, let's see what these brood guys are all about. And turns out uh, they're goofy, goofy sleazoids. It's a, it's extremely, it is an extremely goofy and funny comic book where they, where Chris Claremont tries to inject a lot of morality, like questions of morality into it that 
doesn't seem to work with the basic premise for me like whatsoever like if it was a race of of birdmen trying to kidnap the x-men sure. and and steal their powers to save their race i'd be like all right now there's a moral quandary like do we want to kill the beautiful bird people probably not but like these are just xenomorphs they're, yeah they're just there's evil aliens who are trying to kill everybody and every x-men gets a turn at having the we don't kill yeah uh thing and part of that's just weird old x-men like later they would not you know do this i feel like you know at the very least like wolverine would just do it you know this this was this was a seven or a 70s and 80s claremont thing yeah as like an immoral event horizon for them, but they are alien bugs and uh, they're real evil. Yeah. They're just super evil. Like every, they're like evil, yeah. every thing that you can check off an evil, like forcibly like plant an egg in somebody without their consent. Um, Not cool. Like enslaving a race of beautiful space monsters to be your ships, your living ships <laughs> that you also <laughs> feed on. Like, yeah, and live in. And yeah, live in. Like, turn into housing. God, this is so uh, gross. They, I know we do like that with trees, don't... but that's not the same thing, okay? <laughs> <laughs> and it's also, it's not like they don't talk. So at first I was like, you know, I can understand a little bit of their hesitance that they're like, we don't know their motivation. You know, their motivation. They're constantly rubbing their feelers together. Like <laughs> later, there's an issue where one of them straight up goes and gets drinks for the other. I one. know. Dude, that was so funny I to lost me. it. I, I, <laughs> yes. um, so like, they're just sitting around talking about their evil plans in English. You know, like they do not deserve your sympathy. I think, I think that this would have, I don't think that this would have flown in the Claremont era, but uh, I feel like nowadays, if you're going to do anything brood, it should just be like speech bubbles full of like, yeah, you know what I'm saying? Just unintelligible and like nobody understands it. Everybody's freaking out about it because it sounds so horrible. But like, literally, I just want like a swarm of like human sized locusts to be attacking the X-Men during this whole thing. Yeah, it's a Claremont never met a, uh, you know, a, a person he could not put a, a really lengthy word balloon, you know, in front of mm-hmm. like, it's, everybody's got to be able to talk a lot, uh, in, uh, in these Claremont things. So including the aliens and it does, you know, people talk about this as like the best horror X-Men story. And we're going to, there are some great horror beats and we're going to get into some more horrific stuff next week, uh, as well. Um, or, you know, next, uh, next set of episodes, but for this, uh, these ones, the fact that they're so talky undercuts the horror Yes, to me quite a bit. The fact that they have um, like it also names is, with yeah. little accents over the vowels is like, okay, you're just little Claremont yeah, pets. You know, you're not real Pete. You're not real Zitik, villains. The hunter killer, go get drinks for the s- scholar philosophers. I'm like, you guys are, you guys don't have hands. Like this is <laughs> dumb, you, you know, <laughs> You don't have hands. Why aren't you drinking a, an IPA, like a CBD IPA, just out of a person? This would be much more scary if you yeah. were doing that. <laughs> like, why don't you drink blood? Like, it, just like, drink blood. It's so weird. Seriously. Yeah. You can get the X-Men drunk first if you want before you drink their blood. It also, because uh, the, the way that Claremont used to tell stories was not in clean arcs. Uh, the first story that's collected in the trade and the first one we're covering today has very little to do with Jack or shit. Uh, it's pretty fun, but it is not about the brood. Yeah, this is uh, so much. This was kind of a weird thing. I actually, I doubled, but this is when I texted you the other day. I was like, this is 161 is where we're starting. <laughs> like, just to make sure I'm mm-hmm. reading this. Cause I was about halfway into, you know, Baron Strucker, um, trying to kidnap a young woman for gold. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, uh, so th- this is the, the case of Baron Strucker's gold. 
is what we're dealing with here in uh, X-Men 161 uh, first. This is uh, Claremont and Dave Cockrum. Uh, so classic. Classic pairing. You know, absolutely classic pairing. And all these covers I love. Yes. Uh, every single one of them I think is great. Um, th- this this one with Professor Xavier and Magneto both just blasting with Starker in the background on a big pile of robots, like bug robots. Just looks really cool. And don't forget the stack of gold that they're fighting on top of. Yeah, <laughs> they are they are on top of Strucker's gold. It's really funny to me. Yeah. Um, and we start out with Xavier in some sort of weird coma. Um, he's having weird nightmares. Uh, and this is one of the very few brood references we're going to get throughout this book. Um, but all all of his X Men and Moira Taggart are all like weird alien creatures. Um, I love when the fact that Cyclops gets all morphed up, his mask gets morphed up with him. Yeah. Super good. Yeah. Yeah, That's super good. I also, somebody steal this image of Xavier for like, when you nut and she keep going. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, Cause the, the expression is great. And, and basically this is him having a coma fantasy while the X-Men are getting brooded. Yes. Mm -hmm. Like the first two issues that we're talking about take place mostly in flashback. It's really strange, but this is just an unrelated flashback. Yeah. Not important flashback. Um, uh, so all the X-Men are hanging around him. Uh, and this is where we're introduced to Sikorsky, who I'd forgotten about, the tiny little bug bot, medi- medical bot that the Shi'ar have. Yeah, definitely uh, doesn't talk like yeah. Yoda. That's not a thing. Then. Yeah, it's, it's a weird little Yoda bot. <laughs> Die, he will. Okay, Sikorsky. Why are, you, why are you named like a detective? Are we, uh, you know? are we, are we, if you had the choice between this Yoda or baby Yoda in your pocket at all times, which one would you choose? Sikorsky. You know, just no fucking question. <laughs> yeah, no way. I'm totally team Sikorsky. Um, um, but they're hanging out in their like weird hidden Bermuda Triangle base. Um, and uh, just just to pause for a moment and just check out all of the outfits that the X Men brought with them because like for the entire run. Yeah, man, their their outfits in this are insane, and they all seem to have brought multiple changes of clothes, which I can very much appreciate. Yeah, I miss when the X Men would change their clothes. They also when they're like dressed up in Shi'ar casual. Gosh, Shi'ar casual is my it's shit, incredible. dog. I love it. Shi'ar, <laughs> Shi'ar casual Cyclops is fucking incredible. Dude, Cyclops um, bought that from a store he doesn't normally go to, and he's not comfortable wearing that at all. Yeah, like. <laughs> Uh, he got that gift from his parents and he needs to be polite i remember very distinctly um, walking into my first ever rave wearing a pair of jinkos and I've, i had that exact same feeling of like i don't belong here and i'm not dressed the way i'm normally dressed hand me a glow stick and some ecstasy i need to forget about things for a while that's how cyclops feels whenever he goes into a rave probably how cyclops feels when he goes yeah. to the fucking dentist man like the dude is like not a human jinko <laughs> the human jinko oh god <laughs> again more horrifying than what the brood is actually doing in this comic book <laughs> uh i love i love how everyone in this period of the x-men are like total soap opera messy bees yes like uh you know they they they're unsure about what would happen to professor professor xavier and this has happened a billion fucking times but um you know cyclops is already being uh you know an absolute baby about all this and the idea is that it's because of um you know, he just recently lost Gene, but it's also like, you know, Professor X got killed and taken over by Changeling and stuff. Like all this stuff has happened. Yeah. And he's just like being an absolute baby and everyone talks about how best to comfort him. It's like the emotional support X-Men. Yeah. We're all here for, we're all here for psych. That's what we're doing. Yeah. Um, this is also like yeah. freshly off the Ileana stuff. So like she disappeared for a yes. couple of minutes and came back aged seven years older. 
and acted all freaky. We get a little bit of that in this little run too, which I, I very much appreciated. That Ilyana, yeah, like, I was I was interested. Uh, mini series that they did is really fun. By the way, I I enjoyed it. Oh, a that's lot. cool. Like, yeah, I haven't read that. <clears throat> um, I'll check that out. Um, Storm goes out to comfort him, you know, and uh, he's being a huge dick. Uh, he's just like, yeah, uh, check this out. And he's referring to previous, uh, issues where the X-Men fought the Pentagon, mm-hmm. um, and, you know, destroy, you know, destroy their reputation and Cyclops is being a huge asshole to uh storm, uh, just being like, you know, you should have found a better way to accomplish the mission. And storm's like, you know, reminder, I'm the leader. He's like, maybe I get my old job back now. Um, and then they just talk about their feelings. Like this is full of people like Claremont X-Men of people like blowing up each other and then crying and holding each other and calling each other friend. Yep. And you know? and just making sure that we're declaring at all times how much we love one another. Um, yes. I, I don't know so why. So many exclamation points. I'm I'm very curious how they arrived at this weird sculpted building in the Bermuda Triangle because Scott it, says he picked it's up. Atlantean. A, oh, is that what this is? Oh, okay. Cause I don't think they actually called it's it like that. It's like Magneto raised it. It's from Atlantis. <laughs> Dope. Okay. <laughs> I forgot about the Atlantis years. <laughs> I just like. What the fuck? Scott mentions that he knows about this Pentagon stuff because he picked up a newspaper on his way here. And I'm like, from where? <laughs> what? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> is there a <laughs> the news Atlantean guy outside times. the basketball court in Westchester? <laughs> like, what? Are we, where did you get this? <laughs> you wish they were in Westchester <laughs> instead of this like Little Mermaid spire. Seriously. Um, just incredible. Um, they they uh, forgive each other. We go over to Lalandra crying over Professor Xavier's comatose uh, body. And we spend the rest of the issue in a flashback. As her tear hits Xavier, uh, he flashes back to uh, his old time working uh, in Israel um, with uh, Magneto mm-hmm. and where he created Legion. Um, and this is sperm and this is like kind of interesting. I don't remember. Is this the first time we're seeing this in the comics? Like this is cause I feel like I know this story, but I just, I don't know if this is the actual first time that this story has been told. If it's the first time, that's pretty cool. Um, if not, it's, I, I've seen this a bunch. Yeah. Yeah. That's what I'm you saying. Know, I, I don't like know if this is just a retread or if it's like an actual, like, Oh, so they did have history before. Um, yeah. If it's the first time, it's pretty cool. Um, this is this is basically where they flash back to in Legion Quest before Age of Apocalypse. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, so so he's here to uh, meet up with to help Gabrielle Holler, um, who has horrible experiences in World War II and is now just like put herself into a comatose state. Um, and uh, wow. he meets Magneto. Um, Magneto shows off his his numbers and talks about being in Auschwitz. Um, they immediately kind of bond and. Xavier kind of senses that, that, like, he can't get into his mind like he usually can, which, again, is always Xavier's first mood. And the, the mere fact that that man ever says the word Dude. morality is just fucking hilarious to me. Later, later in the same, like, one panel later, he he sells, tells Ileana, no telepath would ever do that without permission. And then the next panel is him being like, I can't read her thoughts. <laughs> And, that was, like, and the panel incredible. before both of those is, I taught you English while you were sleeping. <laughs> yeah, it's it's, like, it's just absolutely incredible Xavier content um, in the 80s. Just really good. He also, like, I was unclear as to who knows who's a mutant at this point, because they, they keep talking about Charles as a great therapist, and he just stares at Gabriel Holler and, like, psychically projects into her. But then later, everyone's like, oh, you did it. It worked. 
Yeah, like um, the guy that invited me here is like that was a really good session, and I'm like, if you look at this from the outside, session nothing was happening whatsoever. <laughs> like Xavier sat down for 45 minutes, started sweating profusely, and then got back up again. <laughs> That's all that happened. She's like, she's okay now. She's good. Girl's fixed. <laughs> yeah. Starts wiping his the, mouth, the, um, and you're like, what the fuck did you do? What is this? <laughs> so we get some uh, him fighting some bugs in the psychic plane. Mm-hmm. Uh, getting into her uh, psychic defenses and we get her uh, mixing up her history with the Nazis with these, these bugs. Um, so we get a, a cool Nazi bug creature. Yeah. Like a, like uh, a, a Nazi orc. Yeah. Yeah. Big, uh, you know, kind of almost brutish as well. Um, this is what uh, wakes her up. Yeah. Is doing this and, and Xavier fixed her. Um, and just, oh. I, I think we should probably point out, like, there's going to be some weird problematic sex stuff in here. And like, they, they are basically saying that she was passed around a little bit, which is super distressing. Yeah. Um, yeah. and then she was coated in gold and solid gold, which is going to be important. And that's when she wakes up <laughs> and it's time for all of the good white guys to start drinking to their success. <laughs> yeah. They immediately leave, <laughs> uh, leave her to recover, to go have a drink. And, uh, unfortunately the, somebody spies on them here, uh, who is set up, you know, uh, and says, uh, the leader must be informed at once. Sig Heil. Like, uh Oh, Nazis are still about, um, then we get the montage of everybody hanging out, going to bazaars, holding hands, uh, debating philosophy, uh, and Xavier and, uh, Gabriel in a very inappropriate, you know, the first of many of Xavier's inappropriate student relationships. Uh, starts a relationship with her. And he, in his head, he's even like, you don't really love me, but is it so wrong if we both just seek solace? You know? <laughs> Savior. Um, and Xavier, she had to get your attention because you were thinking about Magneto while you're walking around with her. Like, maybe you should reevaluate <laughs> some stuff. Save. <laughs> like, he's he's just thinking about Magnus, and she's like, I'll have to use my feminine wiles to get you. Oof. And um, he's like, well, win in Rome. Uh, and then they get attacked by, like, Micronaut Nazis. Yeah. Like these bug helmeted, uh, and, and know, these, these are Hydra, like this is like Hydra soldiers yeah. or whatever. Um, I've never seen these designs before that I can, I can remember. And I don't like the bug helmet. Yeah. <laughs> the early eighties Hydra is not yeah. a great look. Um, um, they're shooting, they have like heavy firepower. Um, Xavier gets grazed in the head by a, by a bullet. Um, <clears throat> and then Hydra is able to kidnap Gabriel and take her to one of the ships. Uh, unfortunately, they have multiple ships, and one of them explodes. And Xavier sees Magneto or Magnus at the time uh, on the on a rooftop, just straight up using powers. Yeah, uh, he explodes at. So uh, they lose uh, Gabriel, but he gets to see that Magneto is a mutant. Um, and this is the first of the many times in these four issues that he's like, oh, it wasn't necessary to kill them. You know that this idea, and Magnus is like. You know, they're Nazis. Yeah. You know, like, like they, they, they would have done no less than us. Like you're being, you're being goofy. Um, they get a prisoner and there's a pretty badass scene, uh, where professor Xavier, uh, interrogates him, mm-hmm. you know, and he's, you know, Jewish swine. He'll get nothing from me. Uh, and professor Xavier just starts reading out his secrets. And he's just like, that's easy. I read your mind. You know, like it's this pretty badass Xavier content. Uh, to learn about this Hydra camp um, later where they've stolen Holler uh, to get Strucker's gold. Yeah. Um, and the way that Magneto and Xavier sneak into this is steal some uniforms, which we don't see 
and do like a hitman mission. Except Xavier almost blows it because they see the way that they're treating Gabriel Hollard, uh, which is basically like she's chained up with her clothes torn. Um, and it's like yeah. b- about to break their cover to, to go uh, fight these dudes. And Magneto's like, hey, yo, that, I mean, uh, just 10 minutes, dog. <laughs> like, give us 10 fucking minutes. <laughs> Let's figure out what they're up to. And then we will we will magnetism our way out of this motherfucker. I promise. Um, th- this this is a really weird backstory where they have <laughs> somehow <laughs> impregnated uh, Gabriel with gabriella her brain her like they planted the, the 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 place where they buried all of this nazi gold at and it just works like they just go to a place and blow up a wall and it, there's a zillion yeah. dollars worth of gold bars Wait, rather than like writing it down they stuck it in her head and the hopes that someday a psychic would wake her up yeah and then they could kidnap her and figure out where the big gold pile is. I'm beginning to think, I understand why they lost the war. Like if this was their yeah, st- tactics and strategy. <laughs> yeah. Not doing great. Um, you know, so they get their gold. They're like, Hey, where Hitler failed, we will succeed. Hail Hydra. And this is where Magnus and Charles make their move. Um, trying to get her out. Uh, she is like, you know, very scared. Like she's been tortured and stuff. She's like, no, this is a trick. You're going to hurt me. And this uh, breaks their cover. Yeah. Um, so we get a fight as they try to escape. Um, Magneto diverts their bullets. Xavier makes them invisible. One thing I really like about uh, 70s and 80s X-Men is they're so much less powerful. Yeah. You know? Like Magne- or Xavier now, he just like walks into a mall and freezes everybody's brain. Yeah. You know? And like here, like, you know, in the next issue, Wolverine worries about falling from a great height and dying. Yeah, I like the I like the vulnerability a bit more than they that they are in the modern comics. Like it's it's kind of nice. Yeah. There's also a little bit of um kind of more quandary with Xavier as he's turning these people's brains, turning Hydra brains to against each other, like making their emotions high and making them fight one another so that they are able to escape. And like, but he still feels like super bad about it at the same time. And I'm like, homie nazis they are literal yeah. nazis it's okay nazis it's not just a nazi it's a nazi with like a gun to your head yeah you know it's not just like you went to you know kick down the door of like a peaceful nazi's house and was like look motherfucker the war is back on you know he was going to kill you you know you, you get to defend yourself man i really i, I enjoy um, strucker's response to this which is stop it you men <laughs> Very funny. have you gone mad stop i say shaking his hands like lex luther like just all oh, a little storky um unfortunately um, uh gabriella has basically gone back into a comatose state um and he's and xavier's reticent to use his power because she thinks he'll she'll become dependent on it and not be able to wake up by herself um, which I think being addicted to somebody's telepathy is a really interesting arc. And that I don't know that that mm-hmm. actually goes anywhere at all, but like, I think that's a really interesting idea to, to build off of. Yeah. Uh, Strucker apparently has super hand. Yeah. Like he's got some kind of mega glove, mm-hmm. which, which I didn't know about him. And he starts fighting uh, Magneto, but unfortunately mega glove is made of metal and Magneto. And again, a kind of pretty badass scene just crushes the glove around his hand. Extremely dope. Satan yeah. claw. Super cool. Yeah, the Satan Claw. Satan Claw. How many gym slots does that have? What can I put in there? I, wanna, yes. <laughs> I need to put something in my like, Satan oh, Claw. my materia. <laughs> like, um, and this is Magneto uh, just hilariously at this point, like just gloats and then just steals the uh, the gold and sends Xavier and Gabriel away. This is 
absolutely you know? the funniest part of this entire all of the issues that I read today. Like he literally it's, it's so good. floats everybody back to safety to where their little Jeep is and is like, oh, the gold. Well, I'm going to use that. See you later. <laughs> yeah. It's like, why? Why? I made so little money volunteering at this hospital. Like, it's, it's finally time for Magneto to get a payday. Um, what, are, what are your motivations? You know, I don't understand. And just, and just at the end, like he's he, when he leaves, he's like, you know, you're too trusting, Charles. The mutants are not going to go meekly into the gas chambers. Like Baron Strucker stole a woman to get the psychic lock for her gold cave. Like he, he doesn't give a shit about mutants. Like this was, I know this reminded you that Nazis existed, you know, but they didn't have any particular animus for mutants Yeah. in this. These are just normal people. A huge pile of gold. <laughs> yeah. Um, Gabriel wakes up. Gabriella. I can't remember why I keep calling her Gabriel. Sorry. Mm-hmm. Um, Gabby wakes up and is like, oh, I'm good again. Let's make out. And that's where Professor Xavier wakes up in the modern timeline. Um, <clears throat> yeah. Everybody's super excited and decides to go celebrate on Lalandra's um, pleasure craft. Is that what they call this? Space yacht. Space yacht. Pleasure yacht. Pleasure yacht. Yeah. Um, <laughs> which, I mean, yep. like Thor Ragnarok taught us is, you know, if you're going to have an orgy spaceship, you're going to have to make it dope. So it, it's it's super dope. Uh, they all get dressed up in Shi'ar casual, uh, which is just incredible because uh, they just look like we're superheroes. Absolutely. They look like you know, um, anytime uh, DC superheroes from the 70s. They look like DC superheroes or like the Londra's guards. Like these are all cat. Like Cyclops looks like a mini guardian right now, right? Like, yeah. <laughs> it's yeah. fucking hilarious. It's like, you know, this is the only formal wear we had were the spare outfits for dead Imperial <laughs> guardians. Wolverine gets this brown um, suit with the, with the weird V and the point over the abs. This is very strange what's happening there. Just incredible stuff. Uh, I love it. Um, the Londra is giving a toast and she, uh, something's wrong. You know, she, she freezes mid toast. Um, and, uh, Nightcrawler notices he's like, oh, this is the look that professor Xavier had when he was catatonic. Um, and it turns out, uh, Deathbird is back who is Londra's shitty sister who tries to take over the Shi'ar empire and she stuns all the X-Men and a bunch of brood descend on them. Yep. Um, a stasis bomb. I like the fact that they always had yeah. names for this stuff. A stasis bomb blows up. Yeah. And um, why is the brood wearing lipstick, Gary? Well, why, you know, why? that's how you can tell the girl brood from the boy brood. Uh, it's like Miss Pac-Man. I mean, A, uh, makeup can be for any gender, but also B, like, what would they, they, no, what are I'm, they doing? I'm not, I'm not saying that to you. I'm just making a joke. But like, <laughs> what, what, like, what? why why does they have lipstick to what how are they applying the lipstick they were they were disguised as caterers for this event uh is how i like to say like deathbird dressed them up in little white coats and and dressed them up as uh you know just super guardians that you hadn't heard of so bug tor and thorax if you go back one page there's the third panel down um where everybody's seated at the table laundry's about to give her speech and if you look in the background, there's like a fish butler in the background of that panel. Mm-hmm. So are you saying that that's actually a, a brute in disguise bringing over some turkey legs? <laughs> there's probably other butlers that are like brood butlers. Oh, okay. If you can have a fish headed dude, you can probably have a bug headed dude. And, you and know, you know, and, uh, the bird people of the Shi'ar are very racist. So they were probably subjugating the various insect and, and fish people, amphibious peoples. Oh, yeah. Oh yeah, they're way ahead of a way ahead of our culture in terms of sub, subjugation. Uh, the uh, I love uh, 
the way this is drawn. I love death birds, like absolutely limp, like non-action poses. Yeah. Like it's very funny. Just the hands on her hips. Like who got into my (laughs) pie? That pie was special. (laughs) I've got, I made it special for your dad. Who got into it? Bagels. Um, and that's, yeah, that's the end of the the issue. Uh, that's when the arc actually starts, but we had to spend some time in a Xavier gold flashback. Yeah. The name of the story is gold rush. So, um, super, super good. It gets broody pretty soon. I guess that's, I guess if we needed to retcon how Magneto could afford like a, a, you know, asteroid M or whatever, just because he had a pile of gold. (laughs) Struck our gold. Yeah. 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 It's also like very just for Magneto to be like, you know what? I, I, I get this gold. Yeah, absolutely. My family died in yeah. Auschwitz. I have the, I have the tattoo. Like I'm taking all of this gold and I'm going to use it to build a base in outer space. I'm going to, I'm going to go use it to hire toad. So, um, yeah, this is cause this is before, uh, X-Men number one, all that stuff. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's it. That's this, uh, it for this, uh, this issue. We're going to get into the brute action. Uh, the next one, which is out of the ones we've read, for this week, this next one is my favorite. Uh, I think it is really cool. Um, Claremont used to do these really good, like Wolverine solo stories. Mm-hmm. Uh, the, the famous one reason the basement of the hellfire club, yeah. you know, infiltrating, uh, this kind of has that feeling to it a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. I liked it a lot. Um, in the meantime, if you want to support your boys, patreon.com slash TV is a place to do it. Not only do you have, would you get the knowledge that you're supporting a variety of people making a variety of content, you also get exclusive content available only to patrons. You get the um, ability to force Gary and Cole to play a game on various podcasts. You can also join the Slack, which is a cool, hip, happening place to be. So go check that out. Yeah. Leave us ratings and reviews. Talk to us on Twitter, I guess. Carrie, do you want that? Probably not. <laughs> um, <laughs> what happened? Engagement. Uh, <laughs> That's what we need. Engagement. Um, do all that stuff. Tell your friends about the podcast, and we'll be back in a couple of days with more brood.